0: you are locked on rays your daily tampa bay rays podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello my name is kevin weiss
1: i'm sad and angry ulysses sombrano
0: You heard it. Uh, We're the host of the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. And you can also shoot us an email Locked on Rays at gmail.com. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays lose their third straight game, six to five to the Boston Red Sox and 12 innings in a, oh boy, four and a half hour game. Hey, you got a twofer, two games in one. You know what? Here's the rule. I, Rob Manfred speaking here, sending a call out to him following an extra inning game or following a game Mm -hmm. that eclipses the four hour plateau, Uh, the next day's ball game, especially if it's a day game, uh, should be a 7 ending ball game. Wouldn't it be nice to have a seven-inning game today? Because you, Ulysses, are probably one of uh, a handful, a very few handful that watched just about every single minute of this four-and-a-half monstrosity at the end of the day, which I was going to ask you, like, what what makes you more frustrating, Uh, Monday's clunker (laughs) or this game? But I think I know the answer to it.
1: It has to be this one, because again, like I said uh, on yesterday's episode, the clunkers are going to happen and they're going to be few if the team is good. And I believe that this team is good. But what happened yesterday was just poor execution and poor management at times. It was it was poor fielding routes, routes. Um, How do you say routes or routes? Because I hear it both.
0: It could be anything, really. It was uh, basically, I mean, a collection of everything, like you mentioned. I mean, base Roots and mass, routes, in routes, <laughs> defensive miscues, wild pitches, yeah. hit batters, clutch hits. Green Monster came into play. Some O two clutch hits on the the standpoint of the Red Sox. Oh my bad calls. gosh! Yeah, bad, bad calls as well.
1: It, it was it was just a game that. Started so promising because yes. let, let, let's, let, let's go back to point number one. Tyler Glass now is becoming an ace. He's becoming an like ace. It. And the, these first two starts have been fantastic. Again, I wanted, I said I wanted to see what the pitch breakdown would be compared to the Marlins lineup where he used that slutter as his second most used pitch behind the fastball. Guess what? He did it again. Mm-hmm. Basically... The same proportions, too, on the fastball, on the slutter, and on the curveball. Again, only one changeup. <laughs> so I guess that's his, like, little sprinkle yeah. in, in, in every start. But, no, he looked good under 100 pitches. And I loved, loved, loved the fact that in the sixth inning, not only was he there to start the inning, but Cash, Snyder, and company decided, let's give it to him. This This sixth inning is for him. And he got through it. Look at that. Look at that. He could get through it. Uh, I think it was a great growing moment. He will still have many of growing moments for him. But I think yesterday, if we just focus on Glass now, start, that was a really good, encouraging start.
0: Yeah. One of the uh, few positive takeaways from last night's game is the fact that because at first I thought they were going to give him the hook early and pull him out. And let's remember, look, at some point, if this guy is your opening day starter, if he's your ace, he's going to have to deal with and navigate these situations, especially as you get later in the season and God willing the playoffs. And I mean, who would you rather see? Would you rather see, Uh, Tyler Glass now at 85, 90 pitches or Cody Reed coming in cold, like Mm -hmm. the way this bullpen is looking so far. Look, let's let the string go on Tyler Glass now. And I think the man, the poise he had in getting through that inning, because not only was it getting through that inning, it was facing. The toughest part of the order: Martinez, Bogarts, Devers, Vasquez, and he still handled it with a plum. Now, if it was, I would understand it more if if Cash was like, "Okay, I'm going to take you out." If it if if, it, if that was Michael Walk on the mound or Chris Archer okay. on the mound, I understand it more. Of, yes. Okay, we're not going to let you finish the the fifth inning. But Glassdale, that's your guy. This is and looking like these first two starts, an ace in the making. You let him and have him finish that, that ending. I mean, he wouldn't have given up a run if not for that, that stupid wild pitch that happened, which I mean, you, you can't really, if you're Zanino, you can't do anything about that. It was just, look, it, things happen. It, it was one of no, many quirky things that happened in that game.
1: You, you, yes, you're, you're right. You you can't do anything uh, about that. I mean, that was just a, a, a crazy bounce. However, let's go back to the play before that run. Willie Adams had the chance to throw out Arroyo at third. And even when the, when, when the play was, you know, developing, I said, Ooh, does he have ch- a chance at third? And he didn't go to third. He didn't even have, he didn't even glance at it. He just threw the first, like it, it was a normal dead, uh, at shortstop. Brian Anderson, my goodness, this is why I enjoy BA so much in, in his commentary he said it right away. Didn't he have time to go to third? And mm. wouldn't you know it, with glass, now on the mound, a wild pitch can 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 score a run. And and I'll go back to that later in the game with wild pitches and why that's important to get a man on third. But moving on from that, what else did we see? I I thought Mejia with the hustling, the the bunting. I like it. I, I like I Mejia, like, and I'll, we'll I like get Mejia. to that.
0: I've got I've got a theory on Mejia that I'll bring up in the next segment. I don't want to get to it now and and spoil what's going on. But okay, let's get to brass tacks here. What was the most frustrating part of that game for you of that Man, six that, five? It, 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 it has to be
1: loss. It has to be two uh, two things. Okay. Either the, the 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 bullpen. Oh no! Three things. Either the <laughs> There's bullpen. A <laughs> it's a lot. Okay. The, the bullpen, because my goodness, I know Thompson gave it up in the end, but really, you put springs in this game? Uh, I, I I don't understand that. He's giving me Dana Evelyn types. Remember that guy? Dana Evelyn, the the mop up lefty in, I think, 2016. Jeffrey yeah. Springs looks a lot like
0: that. Mazza didn't have a good one. I'm just, you know, especially against know. the Red Sox, they have a book on those guys too. They yes. have a book on Mazza and Springs. It's probably not a great situation to bring them in there. And, There's a reason those, then, that that team got rid of them. Exactly. So, so if if we talk about the uh, uh, about the bullpen,
1: Cody Reed, who has looked great, you used him for two outs in a, in mm-hmm. an ultimately a 12 inning game. Wolf, uh, Pete Fairbanks, you have them. End that Cody Reed ending in the seventh and then you put him out in the eighth how <laughs> how is it that you are concerned with up and downs with Tyler Glasnow when he is unhittable against the Marlins and you're not concerned with Peter Fairbanks up and downs in his what second third outing of the right. season I, so <laughs> that doesn't make sense last but not least I think there were bright spots in the bullpen Kittredge, for example, I think did just a great job. Thompson was so close. He was a strike away from winning this game. And then that pitch got away from him. Just one strike away from winning this game. So th- th- that that's unfortunate. But I do have a bone to pick with. And, and, and I know he came through in the end, and, and and that was redemption for him. But Willie Adamas, that cannot happen. You cannot have your cake and eat it too. You, you can't, I understand people want their social media moment. They want their Twitter video. Right. They want their pitching ninja stuff, their 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 Instagram story to be filled with a home run trot or a home run walk. Don't do it, run it out, mm-hmm. run it out. Cause then you look like a fool and he looked like a fool being caught in no man's land from first to second. And that could have been an extra run there. Kevin. Yeah. So I, I really stress that. I know he came through in the end, but if our were cash today, I give him a mental day off. Think about what you did. I know you came through. I yeah. know, I know I'm giving you this day to think about when you hit a ball, you run it out. You don't walk it. You're not Barry Bonds. You're no. not Barry Bonds.
0: That is so true, especially with the fact that you have the green monster in play and anything can happen and you've got the cold weather and balls are carrying and flying and dying and who knows what's going to happen. And yeah, that could have been the game there, that insurance run, if Adamus wasn't caught up there. And I go back to this. Okay, here's what Adamus and so many other raised players that have that and really baseball players in general that have this mindset of I'm going to watch this thing. And instead of hustling out of the box and paying attention to what I'm doing on the base paths, um, WWJW, what would Joey Wendell do? That that's yes. the, what would Joey Wendell do in that situation? We know what he would do by yes. the way. He was the guy that, I mean, he would have given gotten Adamus across with that hit that came later there.
1: So <laughs> A hundred percent, what would Joey Wendell do? Joey Wendell does not stare at a ball that he just hit. He just hustles. You know why because he's getting paid more than a million now, right? I think he went <laughs> then he went to arbitration or something like that, almost close to a million if he hasn't gone through arbitration and He hustles man. You only, um, as a baseball player, you're not, as a baseball player, how many times are you asked to actually sprint, to actually run? Five times? yeah. Six times in a game? You better hustle every time you hit that ball with your bat. Hustle. There is no excuse not to go out of the box hustling. There is no excuse, Kevin. So I, I really do dislike that. And you can call me a boomer if you like. But if you don't hustle out of the box, I just don't understand that. I, I don't understand. that. If you're walking out of the box, and I'll finish with this. If you're walking out of the box, you better damn sure that it's getting out of there. Right. Okay, That you better have hit it so good that you know it's out. Then walk it off. Walk it off. But uh, to be looking like yeah. a fool uh, from first to second, that's,
0: uh, that's not okay. And it's unfortunate because it really could have been, for the most part, a really good complete game for Adonis, with what yes. else he did at the plate. And then um, he was playing in the infield and prevented a run from scoring. Correct. Later on, there was just so much there. Uh, we will continue on this, but first we have to tell you about one of our good friends and that is built bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, I'm telling you, it is so, so tasty. Amazing, amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, Uh, And here's what you need to know about Built Bars. 100% chocolate on all bars. So many different flavors as well. 18, 19, 20 different flavors. And they're all extremely, extremely delicious. So uh, I implore you to go get some Built Bars right now. And to do that, go to BuiltBar.com and check them out on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. And remember to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is locked 15, L-O-C-K-E-D 15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Uh, Ulysses, quick question. Did mm-hmm. uh, the ball, was it Mark Go that hit that ball that uh, may or may not have hit the green monster? Did it hit or did it not hit? What is your final diagnosis here?
1: I have watched about 20 years worth of MLB games. About 20 mm-hmm. years. That sound that the monster makes when a baseball hits it, it's pretty recognizable. Yeah. I heard that in that play. That's not a glove making that that, that noise. It's unbelievable to me that with that evidence. They they did not overturn it. I mean, just by the the, the the audio of it, you would have overturned it. Yes. Number two, there was video, like literal video, of the ball crashing against the wall. Of course, it hit the wall. It's ridiculous. I, I, I'm very disappointed how how that came through. And you could see in the replay, Cordero actually starts to look at the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the ground first, he can't even believe it that it's in his in his glove, so yeah, I, I was very disappointed about that play I mean yeah. that's that's unreal
0: yeah, it's funny because I heard the Red Sox broadcast and some of the clips and they were the Nesson broadcast and they were a hundred percent positive that the ball hit the wall. They're like, oh man, this doesn't look good and you could and the sound was extremely loud uh, top of a glove against a wall doesn't make that sound a ball. Going a hundred miles an hour against the wall does make that sort of sound. So that's again, MLB. It's not the first time they they bungled something else there. So uh it's unfortunate because our 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 good buddy, longtime listener, Ty McKen, was at the game but couldn't Ty, don't go to any more uh <laughs> games at Fenway Park when the Rays are playing, please. I I think that this might be the Ty McCann curse here. That we're oh, dealing with.
1: I'm not, I'm not going to put that evil on on Ty. Uh, he sent us a video really yeah. cool doing the, the, the Tampa Bay chant. So thank you for that, Ty. Look, it's uh, an unfortunate game all around. All, all around. Yeah. And, and it's, it's spoiled, obviously, uh, I think, Kevin Padlow's debut. He didn't have a, a great day by any means. Uh, right. He wasn't really that active um, with the glove either. So he made a throw. Nice. Uh, got some wood on his second at bat first you you you
0: buried the lead there he he had his welcome to the big leagues moment where martin perez just executed him with his first plate appearance i think Padlo. look we know he's a hard swinger he's a pole guy he wants to smash the ball and i get that probably a lot of nerves coming up because again Mm -hmm. i don't know if he expected to be in the big leagues so quickly but perez just navigated that at bat and uh and on Pablo's swings, he wasn't really even close to any of the balls that he was trying to swing at. But again, he's still it's still early. I, I'll be curious to see how much playing time he gets going forward. Uh, apparently, yeah. he can also play some first and second if need be. But it is a good story, the fact that what this guy had dealt with, with some headache issues and, and trying to figure that out. At first, I thought in, in reading that initial story and in the report from, Topkin there which by the way Topkin might be more upset than you were with the game because the fact that it was a four and a half hour game and he's on deadline and he's he's having to post crap although I don't know if they're they're printing daily anymore but um but Padlo you know I think it's funny because I go back and we had this conversation we always thought that Padlo was sort of that man in no man's land that he would never really get that opportunity to the big leagues and it's like how does, and this is nothing against Kevin Padlow, but how does Kevin Padlow get this opportunity so quick, so soon, yet the Rays allow Jake Cronenworth to wallow in AAA for so long back in 2019? Like, I just have trouble finding the logic there, where Cronenworth is a much more, in my opinion, I don't think it can even be debated as a much more complete player. I mean, yes. Padlo is basically a heavy-footed corner infield who, just pulls the ball and strikes out a ton. And that's basically it. And he now has shown
1: that he can do it at the major league, uh, major league level. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about Cronenworth. Yeah. And uh, a, another friend, an, an old friend of the program, Nate Lowe has been killing it as well oh with, with the Texas yeah. Rangers. I mean, just destroying it. And the race decided, no, you know what? G Man Choi is the way to go, which, honestly does not make sense to me. Even if you look at it in the stew way, and what is the stew way of looking at it? It's looking at those dollar signs. Nate Lowe is more affordable than G-Man Choi. Why go with the more expensive, uh, less youthful, and, and, and possibly a flat
0: injured f- guy and in it doesn't G make Mantel. sense. It doesn't oh my gosh. Yeah. Nate Lowe has uh three home runs and 14 RBIs, 14 RBIs That's in crazy. five games. I don't know if G man gets to 14 RBIs this year, the whole season <laughs> at the pace he's going right now. And yeah. some of the ball, I mean, good, great for Nate Lowe, by the way, of yeah. actually getting his opportunity of, you know, I think he's going to be, and looks like he's going to be an everyday player over at first base with the Texas Rangers. But um, so that was the first move. So the, the Rays basically substituted one Kevin for another Kevin and putting a uh, Kiermaier on the 10 day IL and bringing up Kevin Padlow. The other move is also interesting from a Rays standpoint as in shifting Chaz road to the 60 day IL, they have added a catcher. They've added a catcher to the 40 man roster, a guy by the name of Davy Gruyan. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly from the Reds. He's also had a cup of coffee with the Phillies and and the Red Sox. So now the Rays have four catchers on the 40 man and Grian, Mejia, Joe Odom, Mike Zanino. There's also Kevin Smith at the alternate site, I believe. So it appears there's options. And I know you want to make a point. I also have a theory on why the Rays added Grian, but I'll, I'll let you make your case here.
1: Uh, uh, this is a great uh, <clears throat> lead into to one of my things that, that I hated about the end of the game. Zunino did not have to be there in the eleventh inning, taking a, taking a, an at bat. There's there's no reason why he has to to take an at bat in, in, in extra innings ever. You know why? Because he does not. Pro- I know people are going to say, "Well, the blocking of the pitches. You know, you you got to have a guy back there. You know, the wild pitch. Okay, you know how you you solve that." By playing small ball in extra inning, they're giving you a guy on second. I understand you don't want to give up an out, but maybe when you only have to score a run or two, then you have to get that run across. So that, that's my issue, especially when Joe Odom is on the active roster. You are carrying three catchers, so you can't tell me, well, you'll lose your DH if right. you use Mejia. No, you've got Odom in the back. You got Odom in the back. Why are you ha- why are you carrying three catchers if you're not going to be aggressive about pinch hitting Zunino? Uh, so th- that 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 is a big deal uh, f- uh, for me at least in in the game last night. And then what happens? He's the third out of the inning, and now he's stuck at second, going station to station. So now you can't even play as flexible as you would want because you got a guy that can't even sprint. Uh, just bad managing there, I think by 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 Kevin Crash. That was a Kevin Crash moment. But going back to your to your yeah. additions on, on, on the forty man, it's intriguing. It's intriguing to have 40, four, four, four catchers in in a, in a forty man, and it's intriguing, especially when you have Kevon Smith, who I think did pretty well uh, last yeah. year in, in limited time. I'm, I liked what I saw from 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 Smith. So what does that mean? Is there something happening? Is there something moving? I
0: see your gears turning here. I have a little theory here. I have have a little theory. theory. Yeah. By the way, I do, I am somewhat intrigued, even though Gruyan's kind of been a fringe guy and sort of left for dead. Um, His numbers. And again, this is just minor league ball. And I know he's got a lot of strikeouts and so forth, but in 2019 at AAA Lehigh Valley he batted 283 with 21 home runs in 108 games. 2018 at A in 90 games he had 21 home runs so he's got a ton of pop and I saw some highlights of him he actually uh, can go optaka with it as well. Um, I, I read it's funny the scanner reports says he's about the slowest guy in baseball that you'll find. Uh, oh he's got goodness. also hey a little bonus here Michael Perez. We we needed a catcher with a neck tattoo. We finally have one in Gruyane, it <laughs> looks like. So we're back to that. But uh, in adding Gruyane, I have a theory. This might open up a spot or provide some relief, maybe down the line, for Francisco Mejia to move off of the catcher position to maybe corner infield, corner outfield, DH, and be able to uh, more efficiently utilize his offensive and base running skill set, as opposed to he's only 185 pounds getting beat up and beat up and beat it, beat up behind the backstop. Uh, we we've seen this guy run. We've seen this guy play. He's got he some this. athleticism to his game and he might be more valuable. I don't want to say more valuable, but he could be deployed maybe in another way than just behind the backstop where again, it's really hard to hit. And also be an adept catcher. It's very, it's almost nearly impossible to do both of those things simultaneously, unless your name's JT Riamuto and just uh, less than a handful of other guys. Really,
1: that's why those guys that do both things very well as a, as a catcher usually go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's very difficult to do. Uh, I, mean, I I do like the the theory. Look, it's hard to, like, it's hard to saying, lay down a
0: bunt and run and give full effort and really feel energized for every at-bat when you're getting beat up catching Tyler Glass now, whoever it may be. It's tough. 100%. It's really, really tough, especially with a guy that is kind of he, – he's not the prototypical size of a catcher, the beef. I mean, this Grian guy, he's husky. He's 5'11", 240. We know he's not going to run. He's out there to, to hit bombs and stop stop baseballs from going behind him. That's his role. And, you know <sighs> – we we've
1: we've we've used one name here that we want both uh and, and it started with you, Williams Astadillo. So what uh-huh. you're saying is that the the Rays have said, Okay, well what if we can't have our own Ast why can't we have our own Astadillo? Why can't we build Francisco Mejia to be a guy that can play the corner outfield, mm-hmm. that can play maybe first or third. And you know what? He, he can also catch and, 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 and give us a little bit of flexibility that way. I think it's yeah. a fantastic thing if, if, if that's the way that they're going to use Francisco Mejia. Because every time that he's at the box, I pay attention. I like it. I, I know yeah. good things are going to happen. Especially, dude, I just love the hustle. I, again, yes. I, give me 26 Joey Wendells. Mejia is a Joey Wendell type of guy. He's going to get out of the box yeah. and he's going to run. And I love love that,
0: yes, and the the switch hitting component as well. also quick note here, um, he might at some point have Kevin Kiermeyer beat in the eyes department because his eyes are also captivating. I don't know if they're green <laughs> or a mix of uh, of hazel and brown, but they they're piercing. he's got piercing eyes when you watch them uh, up close on television. Oh. so that's just hey. Rays, go ahead and make your promos and billboards. You you talk about Kiermaier's green eyes and so forth. (laughs) Well, let's get some, some Mejia eye promotion there too. Okay. A bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA MLB now and NHL are in full swing Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and oh yeah, remember use that promo code "Locked On" L O C K E D O N at BetOnline.ag. Okay, Ulysses, uh, let's try to prevent a, a four-game losing streak here with uh, Ryan Yarbrough on the mound going up against Nate Iavaldi. Both those guys uh, coming off of pretty good opening week starts um of course different uh different dynamic pitchers and what they bring to the table we know Yarbrough bringing the soft stuff and Nate Ivaldi bringing that that rising fastball plus his uh his variety of off speed as well but I I don't know I'm a little bit concerned of after playing a four and a half hour game and losing in the fashion you did this could be kind of a uh a sleepy game, if you will. It could be a uh, getaway. Let's walk to the, all right, let's just get through this one and enjoy our off day. Because I, I, the momentum is on the Red Sox side. That's the best way to put it, quite frankly.
1: And this is the wrong team to give that momentum. Kevin, this is still a very powerful lineup. I I know we've talked crap about how they'll end up uh, at the end of the season. And I still believe that they're either the fourth or the fifth place team on this division, but this is a team that you can't give so many uh, extra strikes, so many outs, extra outs in, in each inning. And that's exactly what they've done in the first two games. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous uh, about the attitude uh, of this clubhouse. Hopefully, they're, they're relaxed and, and, and all that. But the last two games have been really soul crushing kind of losses. Yeah. And, and, and so you have to recuperate rather quickly uh, f- from that. And, and hopefully they do, but now yeah, it's, um, this
0: is Yarbrough time, right? I mean, yeah. Glasno did his job. So Yarbrough. That's, a, that's an unfortunate thing because you basically wasted a Glassnow start, a great yes. Glassnow start. And these are the games you're one and two. Those are the games you're expected and supposed to win. I mean, it's, it's what happened in the Marlins series. Okay. We'll take, that's how we're going to take series is with, Glass now in Yarbrough on our shoulders. And if that doesn't happen, that's definitely, definitely concerning. I will say again, we have to acknowledge it is still very, very early in a very, very long season. Let's remember in 2020, uh, the Rays lost their first five games on the road. They were five and seven through their first two weeks or so. And there was a yeah. point there, I think. Like it was after the Atlanta series, we we're like, are they ever going to win a game on the road? What is happening here? They, that, was, they, that was a little. Then they get s-
1: they 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 got swept in a, in Atlanta on uh, a two gamer, and then they got swept at Camden Yards on, on a three game series. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They went zero and five. Look, it's no it's no time to 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 ring the alarm saying this this team sucks because it doesn't. This team is really right. good, and but I I do think that they're – are a little bit of, um, maybe not red flags. Cause again, like you said, it's been what five games, right? Uh, no, no red flags, but definitely can I say
0: yellow flags? Uh, I think yeah. what we've learned, I think definitely. And you, you highlighted this in the first segment about the bullpen. Like again, mm-hmm. we, we we're pro- I, I was maybe a little bit too lax on the fact that the rays are missing Nick Anderson. Um, Thank you. But we realized that look, he, he is the one guy before the postseason that the innings that he pitched wham, bam. Thank you, man. 12 pitches. We're out of this inning. No, no, no damage on the base pass. Nothing. Maybe like two balls thrown. Everything's a strike swing and miss. Well, again, you're kind of with Thompson, Castillo, Fairbanks. It's like you're running a tightrope with those guys. A lot of times it seems.
1: Every time, Kevin, it yeah. seems like, and, and, and you associate now stressful situations to Fairbanks. My goodness, the guy, yeah, he's got good stuff, but is he really that high leverage? Uh, he, every time it seems like he gets into some sort of trouble. Castillo blew the save last night. Thompson had what was one strike away. So if they are the batter, squad too, bullpen, right? Yeah. Yeah. If they, were, if, they were, if they are the A squad bullpen, what are you expecting from the B squad bullpen? Here I and mean, there is no bridge between a glass now Yabro starter opener bulker whatever it is the guy that just finished the fifth or sixth inning right. who is getting the ball to Fairbanks and Castillo could that be Cody Reed I'm I'm sure it can be and, and I think there are many arms out there but it's just frustrating to see you know Maza and Springs so so much in in, in this series when there are guys that have better stuff just. Yeah you know, stashed away in the alternate training site, like Shane McClanahan, like Josh Fleming, and you're not really giving your team the best chance to win when you have, you know, some of these characters in that bullpen. The bullpen, I think, is definitely an issue. And thank you for saying the Nick Anderson thing, because when when the injury ha- first happened, uh, I saw a lot of race Twitter. We'll be fine. The race bullpen will be fine. It is okay. There's no problem. You just lost the best reliever in baseball since 2019 that is no easy thing to replace there is no guy right now right now there is no guy in that race bullpen that can come into an inning with a man on base or with a clean inning and you can tell it's going to be a 10 pitch bam bam thank you ma'am yeah there is no guy there is no guy that you that with men on base that you bring in from the cold and you say oh thank god oof, that's Castillo coming in, oof, that's Fairbanks coming in, we're getting out of this one, uh, boys. No, there is not a single guy in that bullpen that you can say that about.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I think is concerning, too, is the fact that not just Nicky Anderson, and we talked about, I mean, how great the bullpen was last year and the numbers and the metrics, and the Rays were so quick to, and I know the volatility of relievers, but they were so quick to flip that on its head, so, oh, we're We don't need you Sleekers anymore. We don't need you Alvarado anymore. We don't need you Aaron loop anymore. We don't need you John Curtis anymore. Even though those guys, I know there were no names, you know, 15 months ago, but they played a very important role. And I think changing things so quickly and swiftly with that, uh, it, it kind of leaves them in a strange pattern right now where they might, I mean, maybe sooner rather than later, they might have to see what is out there on the open market, or maybe try to pull off some type of trade where again, you trade a Nick Solak for a Pete Fairbanks or something right. to that end. So that's something to be, to be watching out for going forward as well. Okay. Let's hope for W today. The game is going to be on YouTube live. So uh, enjoy that. I don't know if it'll be on Valley sports, but definitely on YouTube live and they got the comments. Yeah, I don't think so, like that, but yeah. So, yeah. All right. You'll, you'll be able to check it out one way or the other. Okay. Uh, that wraps up this edition of the lockdown race podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today and Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a great podcast to check out. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you on Thursday.